Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Find us on Twitter at OMF on WEEI. All right, back here on OMF. Jerry Stackhouse was a hell of an NBA player. He also is the head basketball coach at Vanderbilt this past year, and so he worked hand-in-hand with Aaron Neesmith, who is the Celtics' number one draft pick. And Jerry is nice enough to join us on the Harbor One Hotline. Jerry, how are you? I'm great, man. Appreciate you guys having me. Well, thanks for coming on. I I guess the first question, because you know better than anybody, uh, the college game and what it takes to be a good NBA player and have an immediate impact. Take a look at Neesmith right now. Obviously, people are telling us he's the best shooter in the draft. What about the other aspects of his game? Will that get exposed early on, or can he play at a high level right now? No, I think Aaron is a really, really smart player. I mean, he's going to adjust to to the system. I think he's in a great system, first off. You know, I I really didn't envision Boston being a team for him, you know, knowing how they – um, you know, how well they finished the season you know, as a playoff team, making the deep run that they had, that they would have a lottery pick. So I guess that's uh, credit to Danny for, for doing what he does. But, uh, man, it's, it's it's a good situation because I know him mean, he has the ability to come in and shoot the ball and be able to create, uh, you know, right away from from the standpoint of uh, making shots and taking pressure off of Jalen, taking pressure off of Jason as they as they play make, but I think he has an ability to do those things himself. Uh, you know, when I was in the G League, I had an opportunity to coach against the main Red Claws, their G League affiliation, which and they do a great job of you know sending those guys down and bringing them up and making sure that they uh, get get games and, you know under their belt. So even if he's not playing a ton right away, you know, with with the big club, he's gonna still get reps. So hopefully. Um, you know, the G League system starts back as well. That could be, be huge for him and, and help him get up to speed rather quickly. Yeah, Jerry, that's one of the things that people talk about. They look at this draft, they see this team. One of the things they really needed was that like, that shooter off the bench. And I know you're talking about G League, but you think there's like a, a chance to have a bigger role than that, to be actually in the rotation and, and help this team this year? Yeah, I mean, they've had, that's what I'm saying. They had guys that have had roles before, you know, whether it was a job or a guy that played, but still, you know, um, if they weren't mainstays in the rotation, then they still could get that work. But, I mean, I think Aaron's ability to shoot it. I don't, I don't think they have anybody on the team that, that shoots the ball as well. as I mean, they got guys that are capable. But, you know, you're talking about a guy that takes 100 shots. You know, he's going to make 90 of them, you know, with spot-up shots. You know, I mean, I've seen him go 50 for 50 from, you know, 50, you know, 
taking five spots, ten shots. So I mean that's Allen Allen you know, Allen Houston, Ray Allen type of numbers. You know, so I think those, you know, they're getting that type of shooter but but more. I mean I think he has a toughness about him. Um, you heard about, you know, some of those stories that he had during the draft last night of getting up in the morning cutting trees and whatnot. Wow. So yeah. He try he he's trying not to go back to cutting trees. So I'm pretty sure if it comes to making jumpers or cutting trees, he's gonna make some jumpers. <laughs> so, so Jay, we, we we've heard we, all, we all do that. Yeah. yeah. We, we've heard all about, you know, all his how great he is and how all the great assets that he possesses and uh what about some of the things that he needs to work on? What if you were to say, Hey, listen, uh, you know, congratulations, welcome to the league. What are the things that he needs to work on? Because I've heard about it, all the great things. What are some of the things he needs to work on? No, he's going to need to work on is defensively. I mean, I think he were I mean, early on in the season when we was working before he got hurt. I mean, he was training in the right direction, but he was giving up a lot of middle drives, his closeouts. He's kind of bent over on his closeout. So I think we were, we're working on his technique, and he got better. I mean, I think like probably at the beginning of the season, his defensive grade was probably a minus eight or minus nine. Probably, you know, once we got going into the season, he's probably a minus three or minus four, you know, in the game. So I think he's, uh, he was trending in the right direction, but he still um, can can get better there. I think his, his ball handling, he'll continue to get better there. Um, he's not broke by any means, but Again, when a guy that shoots it, you know, with the prowess that he has, you know, you're going to have him at the end a lot at the end of plays more so than the guy that needs to facilitate it. But when when at this level, at the pro level, when everybody's pretty good, he's still going to have to be a guy that can can make plays for others as well. So I think those those things are going to continue to improve for him. But but they're not the strength of his game right now. We're talking to Jerry Stackhouse, the uh, coach at Vanderbilt. I love the story, by the way, cutting trees for his dad, 6A to 6B, and it shows this work ethic in the kid. You also know, Jerry, that there have been very talented players go into the pros. They're overwhelmed by the experience. So give us some background on his personality. He seemed very confident in his po- in his comments last night. What is he like that's going to make him successful going into this next level? I mean, I just think he's, um, you know, he's been around it. I mean, it's not, it's not just that. I mean, he played in the SEC. I mean, like there's 12, 12 or 13 guys that he played against got drafted last night as well. So, I mean, he's, every night is a, is a challenge knowing that you're going to have a, a matchup, whether it's a Coro or it's um, Kira Lewis. So, I mean, those are guys that, that he played against. Um, so I think from that standpoint, he's not going, um, he's respectful. You know, I think that's from how he's raised that he's going to come in and he's going to give, you know, he's going to pay homage to those guys um, for what they've accomplished and because they're, you know, the older players. But at the same time, he's going to compete. Like, he's not going to be afraid. So I think those are um, attributes that, that, you know, he's going to possess right, you know, right out the, right out the gate. Talking to former NBA All-Star Jerry Stackhouse, the head coach at, at Vanderbilt. And, Jerry, um, I'm just curious. I know the pre-draft process was a little bit – little bit different this year maybe you know how it all went down did you did you talk to brad stevens or danny ainge no i didn't i, I didn't i mean i talked to a ton of teams i mean and a lot of them all around that pick uh, and um but uh you know i talked to uh, brad stevens uh probably a year or so ago i mean he's really like that i think that he's had he's really close with um tim corbin our baseball coach here yeah and so I mean, I think they, you know, they, they, those guys do their homework. They know what kind of kid they're getting. Not only when you got a talent like that that can shoot the basketball, which they need, but you know, 
Um, he was a super smart kid. Kid could have went to any, any school. He got a brother at Harvard, you know. So it's like he's, um, he's, you know, he's top notch. So I think when they did their homework there, and and like they said, when I read some Dan's comments, it was just like they went with the best player in the draft. But I swear I didn't, you know, not knowing, you know, the exact draft order. I had no idea that they would be um, right there um, for him to go to a good team, to be in the lottery, and still go to a team that you know played in the. Eastern Conference Finals, so that's that's you know that's huge. A lot of a lot of those guys before that are going to bad teams yeah. and a tough situation. But he you know he, he lucked up and in, in going to a situation where again if, you know obviously I know they want him to contribute, but it's not a uh, you know it's not just he doesn't have to do it all right away, and, and that, that's a great situation for a young player to come into the league at. So I know he only played, what, was it 14 games? He had that foot injury. How concerning, uh, I guess, is that kind of moving forward for him? He should be ready? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he had the, you know, the, high, the surgery up in New York. I mean, we wanted to make sure that we got the league, you know, a league doctor, you know, I think, uh, who did it just so that if um, the follow-up and everything would, would make sure that um, it was good communication between whatever team that he went to. It was someone that was kind of in that pool of, of doctors, so I mean, he but he's healthy. I mean, he worked out for them, um, so I think he's uh, he's just itching to go. But uh, he's, you know, he's tough. I mean, he wanted to he wanted to play on that Navicula, but you know, we were we were smart and knew that you know we didn't want him to to hurt himself any further. And um, uh, but you know, he, he got it cleaned up. So I, 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 whether he's ready to go right away, uh, I don't know. But I know he has worked out with teams, and, and he said he's feeling good. So. I'm looking for him to be out there from day one. Sure, we're talking to Jerry Stackhouse, head coach uh, at Vandy. Um, do you guys like it to be called Vandy? Is that like disrespectful to like you know a higher learning you know uh, you know university like Vanderbilt? Is it okay to call it Vandy? Yeah, it is okay to call it Vandy. It's on all type of paraphernalia around here in the bookstore, so I'm, so, so I'm pretty sure it's cool. Okay, so uh, obviously you played in the league. You're also an assistant coach with the Grizzlies. Could you give me a comp? For Naismith, like you know, who would you compare him to, either while you were playing, uh, obviously as a player or as a coach? Uh, I kind of like him to Allen Houston right now. Again, I think a guy that can really come off screens, come off pin downs. You know, I don't know if he was ever known as having the greatest handle, you know, but he could get to where he needs to get to to create space for himself. Um, um, you know, de- defensively, uh, he's probably middle tier. Right now, with with the ability to obviously improve there, um, but another another guy like his his homeboy from um, from Charleston is um, Chris Middleton, and I think they have a lot of similarities. I think they, you know, really shoot the ball at a high clip, and I think you know um, Chris has shown the ability to be able to post up as well as playing pick and roll, and I think over time. Uh, Aaron will be able to do some of those same things and still shoot the ball at, at a really high clip. So I think those are a couple. You know, I, I hate. I mean, he really shoots the ball like a JJ Redick type. You know, mm-hmm. coming off. But I, but I just don't want to limit. I don't want to limit him to to that. You know, once he gets space, he's you know he's, he's once he gets his eyes on the rim, it's, it's gone. So I think um, just from a standpoint of, of shot making, you know, whether it's, it, you know does it look the same or has the same type of release as it. J.J. Reddick, no, but, I mean, just from the standpoint of shot-making, that, that's the way he shoots the ball. So it sounds like you like the kid, huh, Jerry? Pretty good. 
Just a little bit, man. Just a little <laughs> bit, you know. Because he, you know, I, I really, I mean, I, I would have liked for him to be back here at Vandy for another year. Yeah, <laughs> but, you, you, you know, by yeah. now that doesn't work that way. You know that. No, <laughs> no, no. As soon, as soon as they have a little success, you know what's going to happen. So that's why it's important for us to continue to try to try to reload. Let me uh, leave you with this: Are you concerned about your own college basketball season through the uh, COVID and everything else? Uh, I mean, we have to be. I mean, I think with the way numbers are spiking, and um, you know, I think it was, you know, right here in Tennessee, I think we had like eight thousand cases a couple of days ago. So I mean, it's like, yeah, we're we're, we're a little nervous about that, but you know, yeah. fortunately for us, our kids have uh, really doing a, been doing a good job of policing themselves and making sure that they uh, put them give themselves a chance to have a season. Um, so we're gonna right now everything's is, is on schedule. We're planning to start this next Friday at at Valpo, and then we're actually coming up that way. We're coming up to the Mohegan Sun for a tournament up there against possibly UConn and BYU or USC. So we we got some, you know, you know we're excited because, I mean, they're, they're, it's about to be a fighting practice, man. They're tired of beating up <laughs> yeah. each other. So we're, we're, we're ready to get to Friday. Can't, I, can't wait. I can imagine. Well, good luck. I hope it all works out for you, and thanks for helping us out with this kid. We appreciate it. No doubt, man. Thank you, guys. See you later. Jerry Stackhouse, the uh, basketball coach at Vanderbilt. They always like their kids. They like them They're all smart kids. I look, smart. For the record, all, yeah. you know, when I was doing college football, calling those games, yeah. I got so much heat for saying Vandy instead of Vanderbilt. It was like, really? how dare you shorten the name Vanderbilt. <laughs> it's like, really? Are we really that uptight about you it? You know what he's doing? He, <laughs> he said it's all right. He was appeasing you. He probably, it's like dropping an F-bomb down yeah, there. I was like, all their gear says Vandy. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I got a lot of yeah. heat for it. Maybe it's an I'm an outlier. But how about Stack saying Ray, uh, Ray Allen, Allen Houston, Chris Middleton, and he shoots it like JJ Redick? Yeah, is this well, he doesn't. He didn't want to say Redick because he just want to limit him. Yeah. <laughs> Fast. So go with Allen Houston. Can I? Well, right? I'll, said that, I'll tell I you like, this, Tyler. <laughs> Tyler when I say Redick, I was like that quick, huh? Yeah. Tyler, we do this all the time after drafts, no matter what sport it is, and we always get the coach on because we want to find out. We don't know anything about the uh, the player. I, in all the years I've been doing this, I've never heard a coach say a negative word about the player. Never, when you, even when you ask him, like Christian did, are there you know some weaknesses, some stuff he has to work out? No, he, he did was, admit he, defense. He, he was he honest. He was honest with he that. Was I was surprised. Defense, yeah. I was surprised. By I, I would say this: the kid could shoot. The kid could shoot, right? Yeah. So I mean, and, and it's uh, maybe yeah. the guys would be a little bit quicker, faster, close up on him. But still, if he could shoot, he could shoot. But I'm with you, Glenn, because you can't always go by a coach. Because I do remember a couple years back hearing this from one Herm Edwards when he talked about Nikki O'Harry. If you look at his height, his size, and probably his speed, similar to Dez Bryant. <laughs> That's all you wanted? <laughs> That's the problem with that. Wait, How's that working Des, out for all of us? Dez Bryant with the Baltimore Ravens yes, or Dez Bryant, Bryant now? Well, he's Des. right. Well, he's right. <laughs> I got I to tell you, and I, I, heard Chris, I heard Chris Mannix talking about this early, and thank God he brought it up because he's a basketball freak. It's his entire business. And he was just ridiculing the whole draft and the coverage and the way Good. everybody He wants an punk. anti-draft show. An anti-draft show. Very clever. He is totally correct. We sit there and draft night. Everybody says wonderful things. I guarantee you, there were 30 teams last night that improved their team dramatically. And I am telling you, I, there may be one team that improved themselves last night. Maybe two. All right, we're going to get to Gordon Haywood because what the hell is going to happen here this afternoon? Is Gordon Haywood going to remain a Boston Celtic? Is he going elsewhere? And more importantly, for the Celtics, are they getting something in return? We'll give you the latest next. Okay. 
Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.